Hey, you're listening to the Sub Club Podcast, a show dedicated to the best practices for building and growing subscription app businesses. We'll share insider secrets from the top subscription apps on the app stores. Let's get into the show. All right, welcome to this special edition of the Sub Club Podcast. Breaking news alert. <laughs> so uh, just moments ago, I guess like three hours ago now, uh, Apple announced that they were reducing the commission for, well, they're creating a, a small developer, small, small business. business program. So any size developer can do it, but the business has to be small. Right. So if your revenue was under, and this is like all these intricacies that are already like having to parse out. If you're if you've made less than a million dollars in the previous calendar year, you can apply to the small business program to reduce the app store take rate from 30% to 15%. I think I got that right. Did I? I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> I'm I'm more of I'm I'm excited about the idea of this, but it's it does it does strike me as like classically Apple in some of the details, but uh <laughs> <laughs> but we, but but we can we can dive into it. Yeah, let's dive in. So, um, so we were talking just a minute ago, and and I actually had a conversation with somebody last night who who was kind of tipped off to this. So I've I've kind of had some time to think it through, and and I'm a net net. I think this is a, a great thing, and like it's going to add more money to my bank account. Like you know, I'm still in the app, or you know, I work for Revenue Cap, but I still have an app business. So like this like meaningfully impacts my personal financial situation. So ultimately, I think this is a fantastic thing. However, I think that like there, there's good, there's bad, there's positive incentives, there's negative incentives. You know, why did Apple do this? I think there's a lot to talk through. And um, as was surprising to you, I think I'm going to take a bit of the cynical take like that. Uh, and, 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 you can talk me into all the ways yeah. this is the most positive thing possible. And I'll tell you all the ways that I, I can cynically like argue against it. as just like the total Apple hater complain even <laughs> when they give me more money. <laughs> well, I think part of me, yeah, I'm definitely, I, I mean, I feel like I was very excited to see it. I was like, for once, I mean, I, I think there are cracks in it and the, the, we can talk about it, but for once I, I saw something come out from Apple and I was like, wow, like actually impactful, actually meaningful listen like good like i don't think there's 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 definitely like yeah we can argue how big the impact is or whatever but i i for once felt like they just did a nice thing right and like you can we'll get into the data and stuff on on why it maybe doesn't actually not much downside for them but that's <laughs> right. fine i i you yeah. know i think i think uh i think it actually it you know you know in my day job narrative you know, spinner. So like, I'm always like <laughs> thinking about how Apple is, you know, what this means for the narrative with their relationship with developers. And I have to say, I think that's maybe what has me the most excited about it. Yeah. Um, and, and that relationship, which I do think is, is, is super important. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely more of the pro take, but, but yeah, what's, what's, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, some of the, so l- let me dive into this. So when I, I woke up and saw it this morning, I, 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 you know, this threshold, this million dollar threshold is really interesting. I think it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a clear line. It's something you can say to people like a million dollars. Okay. That's easy right. to understand million dollars. I mean, there's rules about like in the calendar year. And like, I think the administration of it is a little weird, but, but this, this basic magic million, it's actually a lot bigger than I would expect. Like Revenue yeah. Cat has a similar concept, but it's like 
a magic hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Apple is kind of making it hard for us here, but but there is this like threshold that that you you can pretty easily discriminate. Like, what is a real full time business like a thing that that that's yeah. taking off or or is at some level of meaningful scale versus something that's usually a little bit smaller. It might not be full time or not. Right. And I think a million dollars is well on the side of, of something big. That's $83,000 a month, which is, yeah, you know, that's big. multiple yeah. salaries. You're, you're a company at that point. You're a, you're a real yep. business. I can only aspire to be making a million dollars a year with my business and <laughs> never, never come anywhere close. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, so first thing I did is I pulled up all the, the revenue cat data and was just like, how many of our customers are going to be affected? And it's the vast majority. So yeah. 97% of our developers fall under that, under that threshold. Now, interestingly, you say Apple's making it harder for us because they're raising the bar for the consideration of what, you know, should be in a free, you know, free or small business tier. But, uh, but the way I look at it is actually, you have a lot of small developers with more disposable income to pay for <laughs> services like revenue. Again. Okay. I take it back. This is a great move. It's a great move for us. I mean, it does make it easier for me. I mean, like I'm paying for a revenue cat account and every month, and I do that even as a revenue cat employee, because I want to like feel what it's like to be a customer and bring that perspective inside a revenue cat. And when that $120 a month hits my account, um, my, my make, credit card to make account, some tough decisions. I see it, you know, I see it every month and I'm like, wow, like, like that's not an insignificant amount of money, yeah. but like now I'm getting, there you go. It's free an extra 15%. <laughs> and so like it, it, things like that become less of an issue. And so that those are kind of some of the positive sides, right? It's like indie developers can, can, hire out more things like, you know, customer support. Yeah. like, you know, you can afford to do a lot more as a small developer and spend on tools and services and help and designers. And like, there's so much you can spend that money on that, that will improve your product that will help you build a better business that will like lead to more innovation. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's free money, right? It's, it's money yeah. you can put back <laughs> into the business, which, which is great. I think, I think anytime with tax cuts is essentially what this is. It's, it's, right. uh, you know, you'll, you'll rejoice now, but then it'll become your business will quickly like gobble up that, 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 that take, yeah. but it, it, you won't feel it forever, but it will make a difference. Like the, yeah. you think of the app stores and economy, this is like a stimulus, right? This is a stimulus yeah. for the long tail. Um, and it, yeah, it will be good. It will, there will be some number of apps that were on that threshold of being independent or not that just woke up this morning or wh whenever this program goes out early next year and just wake up and like, like, congratulations, you got to skip a couple months, right? You, which right. I don't know how yeah. often that's going to be the case, but there are, you know, going to be people on that threshold. And then it yeah. just means like, you know, and then you go back to things like ad spend. If you're like worrying about CAC, um, LTV ratios, boom, you just got an extra 15% of headroom on, on, yeah. I mean, a lot of indies don't play that game, but, but if you are like, this can be pretty substantial. <laughs> the bids will then subsequently go up and gobble up that, that spread. But <laughs> that's, what's really interesting. And one of the things, one of my, one of my more positive takes on this is that the apps that are doing like 20, 30, $40,000 a month that are trying to build a real business, they, it is a real struggle to get above a, dollar for dollar return on ad spend, like getting to that net positive return on ad spend is a struggle. 
And so what this does is two things. One, it gives you 15% more headroom. So now it's like, you know, 85 cents on the dollar, like you hit 85 cents of what, you know, previously would have been a dollar of ad spend and you're, 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 you're break even. Um, so it gives you a lot more headroom to, to get that return on ad spend. But here's, here's the kicker is most of the apps spending on ads, app store, search ads, Facebook, Google, whatever, they're probably, they're making more than a million. Like I doubt the long tail of apps is meaningfully contributing to ad spend in a way that will raise the bids. Cause so if Apple had done this for everybody, yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably, it probably matches the same distribution, like 5% yeah. of apps do 95% of the, of the ad spend. I would guess. Yeah. So if Apple had done this for all developers, then ad spend. Oh, I see your then, argument now. So bids, bids, bids won't go up because it's actually the big, the big, players uh you know they have other advantages but yeah right but what this does is it makes smaller developers more competitive in the grids because we can spend more so so it's it's really on the ad spend side i do think it's it's a huge boon to smaller developers i i think i think you might actually be on the pro side of this (laughs) (laughs) okay let's let's tell me throw some cold water on this okay some cold water i mean so i did my i did the calculations today this morning and over the past 12 years that i've been an indie developer and until i joined revenue cat a hundred percent of my family income was came directly from the app store. And so a lot of it actually came through ads. So I have had uh, um, great success with ad supported businesses. I have sold some apps to where I had, you know, app uh, revenue coming in that was not um, taxed by Apple. Um, but just on the Apple tax um, over the past 12 years, um, I, I've paid um, over about $750,000 to Apple. So in the neighborhood of $375,000 additional would have come in if they would have done 15% from the beginning. And so what I'm struggling to think... That's over 12 years? Over 12 years. So about $30,000 a year. So what... But how different would I have run my business the past 12 years with an extra $30,000? Tell me, Jacob, like what, what could I have done? Like... I would have probably, you know, maybe been able to spend a little more on design. I probably would have taken a little more as profit. And I was going like, to say, it feels like... Live differently, like put yeah, a little you might have more taken into a little like more retirement. Table, right, yeah. But, but it's exactly what you said before, though. It's like, it, it, you know, we're selling, we're selling infinitely reproducible, zero marginal cost digital services. You know, my apps are all productivity apps. I'm not selling like digital trinkets or anything. But, but still, so... So growing my business is more about growing that top line. Like last month, I, we did like a, a one month sprint on some cool new features for Launch Center Pro that like took advantage of some new stuff that got really hot and quadrupled our, re- our revenue in a month. And it's holding on to like uh, a three, almost four X increase in revenue uh, from a month of work. So it's like th- these businesses are so highly leveraged in, in, and maybe we just got lucky and not everybody can do that. And we do have an established brand and we got some press. And so all of that, but like over the last 12 years, like there's so many levers I could pull that I did pull and would have continued to pull whether I had that $30,000 or not. So how big of a difference would it really have made to my business? And so 
I think this is the thing with stimulus though. Like it doesn't really matter in a macro sense. Like you might not have a micro idea of what you would have done with it, but I can tell you, you would have done something, right? You would have either had your lifestyle would have been improved, which is a benefit I think to the world and economy because you would have gone on and spend that in other ways. Um, bought more iPhones. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Going to go for Apple. (laughs) It's like Apple sending everybody Apple bucks in the mail. Yeah, what do developers spend their money on anyways, right? <laughs> yeah. But I do I do think there there is a disconnect there when you're thinking about the economic impacts of this. It is hard sometimes to think on the micro scale, but you know like more money better, right? More it should be better, right? You should be able right. to do something with it, right? Yeah. Um I guess when we're trying to evaluate like the actual marginal impact, I do think it's difficult to reason about. Yeah. And I and I guess here here's my thing is that what I think would have made a bigger meaningful impact on my business. And I, I am very skewed and, but would have, would have made a bigger impact on my business. And what I'm still going to continue pushing Apple on from like the antitrust perspective is changes to app review would have made a bigger difference to my business over the past 12 years. Like I, and, and I still think that the app store economy yeah. generally is more limited on innovation, not because of money, but because of app review. Like, yeah. you know, VCs are making decisions whether to fund or not fund a mobile company based on app review, not the 30%. Like VCs recognize that like that the marginal costs of, of digital goods and services is zero. So you yeah. can stomach a 30% tax on zero marginal cost goods if you can build a great product. So like from an innovation standpoint, I, I, I just, I don't see this having that. I mean, again, so maybe my, micro level, no macro level. Yes. In that you will have more apps who do $20,000 a month, be able to bridge that gap through more efficient ad spend to get to 50 to hundred to 200 and, and then, uh, you know, grow out of the, the program. And so maybe we do have like, you know, more and better apps come through because more are able to kind of make that leap from smaller business to medium to large size business. But like from a, from like a more strictly like innovation standpoint, it's not the money that's limiting innovation. It's Apple's like stranglehold on what can and can't. And you and I have been talking about this a lot and we're working on a post um, about like some other things that Apple could do. And like, and I mean, you know, for as much as people have bitch and moan over the years, well, are you not are you not satisfied with your bread and circuses, David? <laughs> no. Well, what I was getting at though is like in in this post that, that you and I've been working on, and, and talking through like all the things that Apple could do to improve the App Store economy, the thirty percent has just been been a, a a more of an afterthought. I've I've never cared. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like I've always thought just like. It's such a trite argument. It's like, it's also when people complain about taxes. It's like, yeah, like, okay. And it's also like when taxes change, the com- people complain way more than when taxes are fixed, right? It's always right. like in comparison to other things. Um, and so I, I'm in 100% agreement. I, I do think this is in some ways the perfect non-action for Apple, especially when you look at these splits. So 97% of developers are affected, amazing upside impact. That represents five percent of the App Store revenue. Five to ten percent. Right? Yeah. yeah, five I, to ten percent. It's a bit more. I, think, I looked in our data set. It's a bit more, but we skew a lot towards yeah. like smaller indie apps than 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 who the really big big apps are in the App Store. Yep. But Sensor Tower backed that up with some data as well. So like that. But so it makes sense to Apple. It's like very low downside. 
like huge PR boon and it is good. And I, and I'll say like, I think we had this post a couple of weeks ago about the 85 70 split and how my take was that it's kind of BS and actually doesn't affect that many people. This is right. the complete opposite. Yeah. This is like targeted. It actually affects a lot of people. It's affecting the right yep. people. They're yep. actually like thinking about these incentives a little bit longer. And, you know, and part of my, my positive take on this whole thing is like, okay, Apple's thinking, right? Like it's not, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I guess, the, I guess the actual impact is yet to be seen, but you know, there's other problems that we're talking about app review, problems like other like developer rights side loading yeah yeah, some of this other like pseudo antitrust stuff those are harder problems to solve i think politically inside of apple as well are difficult to navigate so but this this is something that's like a win-win right it's like they don't lose very much money maybe it takes a little bit of pressure off their backs i mean dhh has this like massive thread nuking the whole thing and like (laughs) he's not wrong but you also like you also like that nothing said they're nobody said they're done right then right. apple didn't say like and this and now you are happy and we will never have to do anything substantial yeah. i think we keep pushing we have to keep pushing we have to keep asking for the things that developers need and we have to making more money is always good that's our mission at revenue cat like yeah i'm always a fan of that so maybe that's why i'm so pro but uh <laughs> but but i did yeah I, I think it's a false dichotomy to be like apple is I, I honestly, I think the stance of like being like Apple is bad is like so unnuanced and, yeah. and just not very interesting. So, so you know, being able to just recognize like, hey, this is a step in there. This is something, and it's not in, insubstantial, right. um, and it's well targeted and well thought out. So, I mean, well, we can talk about that too because I think yeah, some, okay, some let's, implementation let's, <laughs> details yeah. that might be kind of tricky. I, I I mentioned on Twitter so the yeah. First of all, I don't know what the exact language is, but talk about like the most apple version of something like this right there <laughs> it's amazing to me like apple tends to be so good at product on the consumer end like not right. always but like a lot of times they just really nail it the onboarding experience for the products is usually really solid the buying yeah. experience is really great and then you like get into this side like the business partner side of apple and it's like ah, i mean like maybe a little product <laughs> thinking would have been nice but but so right. the yeah you you mentioned it at the top of the podcast but like you know, there's, there's, uh, there's this, it's, you have to less than a million in the previous calendar year. Okay. Which that should be fine for everybody. Check that box. There's some implication about applying, which they didn't, they didn't, you can apply to the program. So we don't know what that means yet. And so maybe we'll have egg on our face in, in, in a month when we find out that it actually means like something. What I'm worried is they're going to be like, oh, just, uh, you know, submit your LLC. And like, they'll put in some like dumb stuff that precludes a lot of people for no reason. Right. That would be very scary. That yeah. would just be like stupid. So, but, but I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say like, I, I hope that doesn't happen. And then, well, then there's this thing where, yeah, during the transition year, so like if you cross a million, the first year you cross a million, you'll be kicked out of the program. Starting effective immediately from what I'm reading. At your million and yeah. one dollar. Yeah. Fine. That's fine. So your million first million's taxed at fifteen or thirty fifteen, and then the 15. next the, the 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 marginal is taxed at whatever. Um, but then the next year, the entire bulk year. of it is taxed at thirty. <laughs> Even if you did below. Yeah, and then even you if you can did, reapply, but, but, but even think okay, so think about this case. Let's say I make one, I make nine hundred ninety nine million dollars in year one, so I'm in the program. Then year, or sorry, I make, and then so sorry. Let's say one year I just I go over the threshold by one dollar, so my last right. dollar is taxed at fifteen at thirty percent. Then that next year I'm going to take a fifteen percent haircut on my on my my net profit because like 
I'm going to, I'm going to have to pay 15 or 30% on the entire bulk, even though I was only $1 over the previous year. Yeah. So, so you, there is this like scary, like threshold issue. Um, but and and then and then of course like if you dip back down you get back into the program for the following year which is like complicated but whatever. I wonder if Apple should have just done like this. It just seems more straightforward to do a more typical progressive tax yeah. like yeah, the government be like does. Taxes. So like yeah. like ten percent on your first hundred thousand, fifteen percent on your next two hundred thousand, and then and then just do it to everybody like every. Yeah company gets the first hundred thousand at 10% because it, it wouldn't change. Yeah. They could have done, here's what, if Jacob were running this program, what I would have done. <laughs> 0%, like they could have just gone like straight. I mean, yeah. maybe there's some incentives issues. Like you don't, maybe you want a little incentive alignment there for Apple, but come on. But like, it could have been 5%, right? That's what everybody's yeah. been arguing is like, it should be 5% like credit card fees. So yeah, start with 5% of your first hundred thousand. I'm not going to sit here and like complain about a half, 50% yeah. you know, <laughs> reduction in taxes, but like you could have like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it really is insubstantial when you consider app store growth rate. Um, yeah. But, but you could have done that for the first million dollars that you make a year is just untaxed. Um, and then, and then the, the fees start to kick in at a million. Um, and then they would probably, so the only difference from the current program is that these like 5% of developers who are breaking that million dollar threshold um, they would also get a discount, but you could balance it. You could find the percentage to make it all work out in the math. And, and, and honestly, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it's an exponential. Like if you look at the distribution, those top apps, they're not making $2 million. We're talking about apps making hundreds of millions of dollars a year, yeah. your Fortnites and, and your Netflixes and things like this. And so like, it really wouldn't matter if you gave them a break on their one first million, cause they're going to make many, many that, that year. Yeah. So that's one thing I was like, I, and maybe it's not too late. Maybe they can, maybe they can change yet to administer, but it would just be like much more understandable if it were. Yeah. If it were I, th- I think what we're going to see though is some financial engineering. And I already saw somebody suggest um, that revenue cat create a, defer a, a deferment. Revenue. Yeah. And, and I mean, Apple already has the tools in place to do this. So actually we should like be thinking about this from like a product <laughs> standpoint is that so if your revenue is getting close to a million, basically like, uh, everybody gets a trial. Everybody starts of- getting longer and longer trials. Right. So like yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're closing in on a million in November, then you start doing 60 day free trials. And then you, then in December you start doing 30 day free trials and then you like walk it back to your one week free trial by like Christmas. Right. Yeah. My, so my friends at the uh, that revenue out, my friends at the IRS have thought about this and that's why they use progressive tax bracketing. Cause <laughs> like it's, it just, yeah, it gets too complicated. You know? Yeah. And that's, and that's what I'm saying is like, if, if they'd have done more like progressive tax brackets where everybody gets 15% on the first hundred or 10% on the first hundred thousand, yeah. 15% on the next 200,000, 20% on the next 500,000 and then 25% on the last, whatever it is. And, 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 and actually that kind of like, doing something like that would, would mean that you don't, when you cross that threshold, it isn't such a giant swing. Yeah. You don't revenue. feel it. It's, it's that, that classic, um, that classic stupid argument where people are like, you know, Oh, if you tax the higher marginal dollars, people will make less money on purpose. And you're like, right. no, nobody, nobody does that because it's not actually <laughs> how it works. But in this case, it is actually how it works <laughs> for this program. Will be. And because like, I mean, the thing that does concern me about, such a hard stop like this is that those those apps that are 
are able to compete for ad bids because they have that 15% extra. Are going to be so, incentivized, super So now you're, you're growing, yeah. growing, 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 and then you just hit a wall. And like by the time you get to a million dollars a year, it already is starting to get harder and harder because you have to diversify yeah. away from Facebook and Google and like be, be you know, diversifying your ad spend already. And so now all of a sudden you cross the wall and you've got this 15% at, like across the board. Like, um, and, and yeah. they said they're going to release more details. And so maybe there is some, you know, something where year year one after you're opted in, maybe that year one, you still get something or I don't know, like maybe somebody floated on Twitter. I'm really it, scared of all the details. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, scared or optimistic. Yeah. I guess with yeah. Apple starting with a pessimistic view puts yeah, you in a better mindset to to find out that the details don't make it quite as good as it seems on on first glance but yeah so we'll we'll see how all the details play out and and, and what i was going to say is that somebody floated on twitter i forget I, I wish i could give them credit but um that that maybe it, it was intentionally vague to give them a month to kind of like hone in on the details cuz apple does kind of do that they leak things or they float yeah. things I mean, even the IDFA thing this year is like they 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 announced it at WWC. Total psyops campaign by Apple. <laughs> yeah, and then like everybody freaked out, and then at the like a week before we all expected it to happen, they backed down, yeah. and and now they're going to adjust things based on the feedback. So so yeah, I wonder if if they'll kind of like be listening this next month, and some of the details will kind of align better with like the the reactions yeah. to to. I hope so. I mean, that's how you build good product, right? And it's right. not the Apple way to build product, but this is a good way to build product. <laughs> So how many times can we slam Apple in this podcast? That's actually like celebrating. The- hey, you know they're 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 a public fig- figure, not a private citizen. I don't feel any I don't feel any shame for. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be helpful. Um, yeah. So so I, I want to mention that 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 problem with the threshold, the, the people who are at this margin and run into these things. I was thinking about it, and just based on the sheer number of people, this is a very fine line. This one million, there are very vanishingly few developers who are going to be in that zone. Considering the tail is very much right. weighted towards the low end of that, there is, and then anybody who's there, they're gonna be like, okay, you know, very few people get to a million and are stuck. Like if you get to a million, right. you're probably gonna blow through it, right? And right. at least in SaaS, they consider that kind of like a magic number for because now you yeah. have some money, you have some like momentum, and and you can build on it. So I actually think that. Even if they do this like kind of awkward bracketing, it might not. Even if it and it does have these like mechanics, it might not be that big of a deal. Just because yeah. so few people are going to be near that near that threshold. That it and I wonder be. too. In some ways, maybe this. You know, we did our eighty fifteen post a couple of weeks ago talking about how the eighty five fifteen split after a year doesn't really meaningfully impact cash flow because so many subscription apps are so new. But maybe, you know, this is kind of long-term thinking that by the time a subscription app, and and that's kind of obviously the preferred um, um, way for apps to make money moving forward, is that by the time you hit a million dollars, you're probably now starting to get that 30 to 50% of renewals that are going to come in at, at 15 anyway. And even though that's, so it's like, that eases you into the shift where it's yeah. not quite the hard stop because it's not that immediately all your revenue goes to 30%. It's like maybe 30% of your revenue 
50% of your revenue still is at that 85, 15. There's all kinds of precedent for this in business building. Like as you right. get to like the next level, like it, you know, HR, you run into new compliance laws, you run into new, yeah. new, new taxes that didn't exist when you were a certain size. So this is like, I think somebody who's building and scaling a business, this will just be another thing you yeah. have to consider. And, and I, I guess like going back to that macro in the macro sense, like, yes, it will have an effect, but I, I honestly think it's, it's probably not as material. I mean, it just, it just like brings you back to status quo, which isn't bad either. Right. necessarily. <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, I think my, 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 my last, my last point of excitement about this, I mentioned like narrative about it. Right. Yeah. And like, I think that is important um, because like one of the, one of the data points I saw today that was kind of interesting or enlightening was, so it is 95, like 95% of the app store revenue is made by 5% of the developers basically. Right. Um, and so if you think of like 95% of the tweets, 95% of the hot, takes, <laughs> 95% of the, the whining yeah. on Twitter, the complaining, I mean, I said the complaining, but like all the, I, I, I think of 95% of your developer friends, Everybody, right. this community uh, right. of consumers, everybody, 95% of the people on the forum, the Apple like yeah. developer forums, like 95% of us don't make a substantial impact to Apple's revenue. And, right. and, and so when you put it in, and this is my, this is my like, actually bootlicking is good uh, argument. But like, when you think <laughs> about it in those terms, it's like, wow, like Apple actually does do a lot for what doesn't actually right. amount to very much. And it kind of is a bit of a testament to they, they, they do care about this, like even if they're not making money on this long tail, they see it's and it does it does have value for their platform, I guess, in other ways, right? It's right. not dollar value, always. It's like they want a lot of different apps. They want they want diversity of 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 applications available in their in their in their platform. But but yeah, when you think about their actual like dollar for dollar upside, it's like it's not really there. So so you know, when I think about the narrative of this, it feels good. They're yeah. They're investing even more in this long tail that doesn't necessarily have obvious upsides to them. You could think of a Nokia model that Apple could be taking. Like Apple could have taken a totally different approach to how they got software on the App Store and just like right. only partnered with these big companies and, and all this stuff. But they recognize the value in, 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 in this community and this long yeah. tail of developers. And I, I don't know, when I th in, in those terms, like, Yes. Okay. Like the absolute values of, of of these particular moves, and you know maybe it's not as impactful. But I think narrative wise, it does feel it just feels good. It's a feel good story. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's free PR. It feels good for developers. It it, it, it tells this. You know, thinking back to Apple's original branding from right. the eighties about being you know in some ways like inspire the way like re we think about Revenue Cat's mission and branding. It's like being this being this company that's meant to enable creatives, right? And and I think this fits that really well. And I think Apple's gotten pretty far from that. You know, when you think yeah. about what an iPhone is today, right? And, right. and an iPad, like it's the argument that it's like a creative engine tool is like maybe not as clear, but I think this is an area where that is very much still like in the narrative of the company and the, the DNA. Yeah. So I, I don't know, that, that, that felt good feels to me. Yeah, I, so I, I, I gave my cynical like, is it really going to make a difference? Yada, yada, take. But uh, let me join you on the bull side for a minute and say that um, I, I, I really, I do think this is a huge deal. Like, and in, in, in here's, here's one way to look at it as well. Like when, when Apple released widgets with iOS 14, who is their day one? Indie developers. Like we're the, we're the passionate crowd 
that is their day one. We're, we're fighting to, to, to build great products. Like, like a lot of, you know, once you get to a million dollars in revenue, like you're, you're building against ad spend. You're not like, like the, it's a, it's a totally different game. You're not like crafting this, you know, you're not, you're not signing the back of the, of the, you know, finishing the back of the cabinet, right? Steve Jobs famous quote, like, you know, that, a, that a true artist, you know, cares about those minute details. Like the people building those apps by and large are not making over a million dollars. And so what this does do by putting more money in the hands of those people and, and your point earlier was well taken, like, you know, what would I've done meaningfully in the past 12 years? Well, you know, having an extra 15,000 for, to live on would have been sure nice. You have four kids yeah. now, like that's, that's not <laughs> was, an insignificant say, amount of money. It's a couple of trips to the orthodontist. That's like, yeah. uh... and then, <laughs> and then reinvesting 15 of that, you know, back into the apps, you know, I probably would have spent more on design. I probably would have spent more on services. I probably would have hired more contractors. So like I could have, I would have run my business in a different way and what would that have done that would have led to better product that would have led to more innovation that would have led to, to better things. So and maybe, maybe not in your case, but in the, in the global case, it would, right? Like, right. Like global, yeah. All developers together, somebody's going to find success in that marginal difference. Right. Yeah. And then, and then like from the good feel standpoint, like, I mean, I walked into the, into, to my kitchen, I was in the garage, uh, working out this morning when, when the news broke, I think you texted me is what alerted me to I was it. up at 6am this morning, like, and, it, and it, they dropped it very, very early. And I yeah. nobody was up at revenue cat and I was like, come on, David, wake up. <laughs> I was awake. Um, but anyway, so then I, I, I ran into the kitchen. I was like, honey, honey, like, Apple gave us a raise and like, like launching a pro has been doing pretty well the last couple of months. So it was a significant amount of money. Like it's going to like impact our personal budget. And then not only that, like, um, you know, at this point I'm actually considering selling launch center pro. Um, I won't get into all the details of that, but, um, you get, if you want to sell a classified ad on the podcast, David, I think <laughs> anybody want to acquire launch? Center Pro? <laughs> uh, now I'm already talking to somebody who might be a really good fit. And it, so I'm not like shopping it around right now. And it, it's just a special circumstance why, why I'm considering it. But, um, but thinking about like that increases the value of the app by 15% right. yeah. because like it's well under a million dollars and like would take years to grow to be that. And so like when I look at, at, at the multiples on revenue and now taking that extra 15%, it's like Apple gifted me tens of thousands of dollars in making this change right when I'm thinking about selling, like that's going to have a meaningful impact on, on acquisitions of apps. When you think about, yeah. uh, you know, how much more profit the, that puts, uh, we talk about multiples, right? Yeah. yeah. So profit multiples is going to go up. Just yeah. And apps free. typically sell for, you know, anywhere from two X to four X profit. And so, you know, I don't spend a lot on ads. I don't spend a lot on infrastructure or anything like that. It's, you know, it's really is more pure profit and just the time I invest in it. And so that's a, a 15% increase in my, in, in the value of the app. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's fantastic news and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to my, uh, what would that be? The f March, I think March like third or something is when the January, 2021, uh, fiscal month will be paid. And I'm very much looking forward to that March <laughs> payment That's for, awesome. for fiscal January.
Well, I want to say that uh, I, I I feel very good that I was able to convince you to to be a bullish on 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 the uh, <laughs> on the side, uh, but I also want to say like uh, I'm very impressed that given you ran into your kitchen uh, to spread the news to your family that you were able to take a uh, a bearish take on this. <laughs> but I think that kind of uh, that kind of uh, reaction actually kind of tells the story. I think you're kind of the, I think that's the op- that's the best case scenario, right? That's the best. The, you're the you're the you know pre-breaking out like right. month to month builder of apps that that's going to benefit from this and and, yeah. and that that's awesome that's awesome yeah. and i'm sure there are lots of other people that are having i mean there are lots of other app developers that probably had that same reaction and so yeah. that alone makes me pretty happy about the the chain yeah absolutely so we can't end on a good note uh, that's <laughs> too good of a note to end on <laughs> here's one more thing i did want to discuss before we wrap up um, as I alluded to earlier, you and I have been working on a post and one of the ideas we've been kicking around is, is similar to this is a, is Apple instating a program where developers could challenge the 30% take rate. And here's why I think like, and again, it's like, if, if you, if you like rank order, like what I think is going to make a bigger difference to innovation over the long haul. I put app review above the 30% and then I put um, business model challenges above the 30%. And so what you and I have been talking about is creating a program where developers could petition Apple for a lower take rate at any, at any size. So like Amazon could go to Apple and say, look, our unit economics on eBooks are such that we can't sell. They did. They did. (laughs) Right. But, but I'm saying like Apple, what I would love to see is Apple do this across the board where you can go to Apple and say, look, here's, here's our, here's our business. We're selling eBooks. There's real incremental cost for every eBook we sell because we have to pay uh, the content creators. And so you know, and negotiate a reduced rate. And Apple instating a program like that, one, would create much better uh, user experience around things like, like, it's still ridiculous to me that I can't go to the Kindle app on iOS and just buy a book. And like, those are the kind of like hangups that this doesn't address because it doesn't address the businesses that can't operate at scale at 30%. And so even if you can get a foothold at 15%, if your business model is going to hit a wall at 30%, you can't, you can't get funding. You can't, you can't think about building a real business. So, so what I would love them, what I, again, what I would have put above this, just drop it across the board for everybody under a million is Apple creating a program where developers can challenge the take rate and allow businesses who truly can't operate at the 30% rate to negotiate down to 15, 10, 5% across the board, no matter how much you make. And that to me is going to unlock as much or more innovation over the next 10 years than just dropping it to 15% for everyone under a million dollars because because that doesn't address the business models that just don't make sense. And th- those, are the, those are the apps that we don't even know could exist that just don't because the, the, the economics don't work. Yeah. So like, that's what I want to see over the next 10 years. This change doesn't address that because you know, you'll, you'll eventually work yourself to where it breaks again, right? If the 15 yeah. was the difference maker. I, and I agree. And I think you know, uh, 
creating systems is what Apple needs to do for these exceptions, right? If they're right. going to have exceptions, because, you know, from an antitrust perspective, it's very tricky for them, right? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, I don't want to drop the name, but I don't know. I'm excited about this post that we're, we're going to end the year on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so teaser that's coming. Teaser. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to, I guess we'll just fl- flesh it out more in the post, but, um, yeah. but yeah, th- th- I mean, you know, this is a very exciting announcement. I think it's, 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 I mean, so that's where I'll say, I don't think there's any real downsides to Apple doing this. Like it's all benefit, but there's just a lot more to go. (laughs) This isn't a panacea. So maybe that's the best way to put it is that I'm not, it's not that I'm so cynical that I don't think this is a good thing. And and that's probably the way I should have like phrased it was that I think this is a good thing. Absolutely. 100%. But I think there's a lot more to go that I want to see happen on the app store that, that I think um, can make an even bigger difference than this as good as this is, which I think is fantastic. For sure. Lots to go. It's a journey. It's a journey. (laughs) But, but yeah, to your point, it's exciting to see them do this because it, I think it, it, it's more and more openness that they're, that they're wanting to make substantial changes to the app store. So some of these other things that we're, that I care even more about, I think, have a greater likelihood to actually start happening as we see Apple make these more friendly moves. And ultimately, I mean, what I've been saying on Twitter for a couple of years now is I want to see Apple self-regulate to avoid governmental regulation. Like as an app developer, I don't want like some government employee sitting next to a app review person helping to decide what it, it, it like app review is already enough of a, of a gauntlet I don't want another layer of bureaucracy in deciding like what gets approved, what doesn't, you know, how Apple shapes their policy and everything like that. So this is a great first step in Apple saying, okay, we're going to self-regulate in a way that benefits developers, that benefits consumers. And let's keep stepping down this road of doing the right thing by developers, the right thing by for consumers. And ultimately I think all these things that they could do, like changes to app review, um, creating a program to reduce the the app store fee for businesses who don't can't make it work, all those things ultimately benefit Apple in the long run. Like it, it, as developers are more innovative, as more apps are able to be on the app store, as the platform grows, they're going to make even more money. So it's it's a it's a it's a win all around. And I mean, in some ways, it is frustrating. It's taken so long to start seeing such big changes, but. Um, Get what you can take. You feel like I feel like the app store just was started yesterday, so it feels like we're moving quick. Yeah. Uh, and well, and when those changes come, you'll hear it here first. No, actually, you'll probably hear it on Twitter first. <laughs> we'll talk about it. So yeah. Anyways, it's been a lot of fun. Way way longer than we should have. We rambled on a lot, but it was uh, it's fun to kind of think out loud through all of this. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It was nice to see you on a Wednesday, David. <laughs> nice <laughs> to see care. you. <laughs> Bye. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show and your favorite podcast player. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.